from digitiki.com. I am the controller of Planet X. To the people of the Earth, I command that you obey the following orders. You will place the Earth under our absolute control and be governed as our colony. If you do not obey these orders willingly and immediately, we shall destroy your civilization. Welcome to the Quiet Village. folks for another edition of the quiet village i'm your host digitiki coming to you direct from digitiki.com and we have a very special episode here of the quiet village i have in hut visiting me in the quiet village we have an accomplished artist eric october hi Hello. How you doing? Doing Um, okay. Eric has actually agreed to guest host the show for me. So actually, this episode, I am going to sit back and just uh, enjoy the Mai Tais and let Eric do all the work. Well, actually, he'll be working the controls. Well, I'll I'll be trying to work the controls. We we have several Mai Tais. In fact, I got my Mai Tai right here. (laughs) Wait, wait. There it is. My quiet village. We've all got our quiet village Mai Tais right here. And uh, actually, if you're not familiar with Eric, you should be. He's a, he's an accomplished artist. He's a painter, an illustrator, and uh, seamster, I guess. Seamster. Maker of plush tikis, which is a new, which is a new genre that's uh, actually proving to be quite popular. Yeah. So... Uh, and Eric has uh, selected quite a few tunes. He's been working really hard selecting uh, some killer tracks for everybody here. So he's going to guest host, and I'm just going to sit back and relax in my hammock with the Mai Tai. It's, it's uh, nighttime here at the Quiet Village, and, we're in, and I'm kind of rolling and rambling on. Eric, take it away. Okay. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Digitiki. I talk too much, so you can tell me to shut up. Okay. Well, it, it, it must be the Mai Tais, the... Two, it is. is it two or three? Where I'm working on my second one already, so it, it's all a crazy experiment tonight at the Quiet Village. You um, said mint. Goes in a mai tai. <laughs> okay, so well, I guess let's uh, let's just jump right into it then. Um, uh, this first track is "The Left Arm of Buddha" by Martin Denny. Thank you. 
Okay, that was The Left Arm of Buddha by Martin Denny, a previously unreleased track from the two-disc set The Exotic Sounds of Martin Denny, and one of my favorite Denny tracks ever. See, this won't be so different from Digitiki's regular podcasts. Um, so, uh, after Digitiki asked me to a guest DJ, um, I started thinking about, you know, what I wanted to play. And I found myself thinking about how people are just drawn into this whole genre of music. And um, I started thinking that, you know, the public at large um, has pretty much been exposed to this culture in many ways, even if they weren't aware that it was happening um, through such things as Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh, in fact, Bugs Bunny sings the song Trade Winds in no less than three shorts. Gorilla My Dreams, Rabbitson Caruso, and Wackiki Wabbit, uh, each time while adrift in the South Seas. So uh, this next track I'd like to play is um, Trade Winds, as performed by the Mills Brothers from a Japanese-only CD reissue of their Great Hawaiian Hits LP. <laughs> Down where the trade winds blow Down where you lose a day We found a new world Where paradise stops Trade at hearts way down where the trade winds play. Music was everywhere. Flowers were in her hair. Under an Silvery bars We traded vows The night that I sailed away Oh, trade winds What are vows that lovers make? Oh, trade winds Are they
now, ladies and gentlemen, we have something really big for you. Yeah, the birds stand still and the tiki room flies away, mon ami. Quit talking while I'm interrupting. Ladies and gentlemen, now we present direct from the islands a musical luau. Okay, starting out that set was Trade Winds by the Mills Brothers, followed by Jungle Beat by George Bruns from the Jungle Book soundtrack, and last was Hawaiian War Chant from the Enchanted Tinky Room at Disneyland. So Disney also helped expand the public's consciousness of this genre of music, and the Tinky Room is a perfect example of that. That was my favorite part of the show, the flowers singing the Hawaiian war chant. And that is the most beautiful version of the song that I have ever heard. And to me, it seems much closer in spirit to the original uh, Hawaiian lyrics. The original title in Hawaiian of this song is We Too in the Spray, and it's actually a love song. I did a painting based um, on both titles. Um, and it depicts two spear-brandishing tinkies dancing on a rocky beach, uh, awash in sea spray. <laughs> so uh, in my mind, I guess the two tinkies could either be preparing for battle or falling in love. I did not know that. You just, re- you just out-geeked me there. <laughs> that was cool. I didn't know that little piece of information. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Nice. All right, well... Hi, folks. I'm still here. (laughs) Take it away, Eric. (laughs) Cool. Thanks.
Okay, that track is called The Enchanted Sea. It's from Alfred Newman and Ken Darby's Ports of Paradise, which is currently available on CD. Um, when I first got into Exotica, uh, that was one of my very first purchases, and it, it sort of became like an Exotica Rosetta Stone for me, because with subsequent acquisitions, I would recognize songs from this recording, and I'd go, hey, I know that song, and it, it just sort of helped ease me into this wonderful new world of Exotica music. Uh, this next track I'd like to play is called Sweet Leilani by Gordon Jenkins and his orchestra. And I love the pizzicato strings in this version.
Okay, that jaunty little tune was Coconut by Frank Chaxfield and his orchestra from the album Hawaii. Before that was Timanu Pukarua by the Marie Tarangi Trio from the album James Michener's Favorite Music of Hawaii. And starting off that set was Sweet Leilani by Gordon Jenkins and his orchestra from the album Hawaiian Wedding Song and Other Sounds of Paradise. So the idea that genre songs are out there in the public at large's consciousness was recently illustrated to me during my mom's birthday. My sister decided that it was going to be a luau, and I was all, I'm doing the decorations. So for a couple of days before the big party, I was working on the decorations in my parents' backyard, playing Exotica and Hawaiiana records that I had brought up with me. And as they were playing, I realized that my parents, who were really not into that type of music at all, knew some of the songs. So it it was just very interesting how, you know, stuff that I thought that they wouldn't know at all, they actually, in fact, did know. Um, So one of the songs uh, that they recognized was uh, Red Sails in the Sunset 
by Connie Francis. Oh, 
That was Harbor Lights by Haunani Kahaliwai uh, from the album Haunani! Exclamation point. And before that was Red Sails in the Sunset by Connie Francis from the album Hawaii Connie. And uh, Hawaii Connie uh, has been reissued in Japan, but it is extremely difficult to find. Okay, now I'd like to play a little bit of uh, more modern exotica. Uh, this next track is called Palace of the Tiger Woman by Kavakan.
The first track in that set was Palace of the Tiger Woman by Kavakon from their new release, Tinky for the Atomic Age. In the middle of that set was Bally Highball by the Tinkyaki Orchestra from their new release, Swingin' Sounds for the Jungle Jet Set, followed by Sibley's Reverie by the Venduras from their 2002 album, In the Dark. The lap steel guitar player on both Bally Highball and Sibley's Reverie is Gary Brandon. Sibley's Reverie is a song written by the English band Stereolab, and it's a perfect segue into the part of the podcast I'd like to call Exotica Adjacent. I'm going to play a couple of contemporary songs that, while not Exotica, are influenced by music from this same era, such as lounge music. The first track is called Velvet Water by Stereolab.
That was Fortune Cookie by Pizzicato 5, available in the U.S. on their 1995 compilation, The Sound of Music. And before that was Velvet Water by Stereolab from their 1999 album, Cobra and Phases, Group Play Voltage in the Milky Night, or Cobra and Phases for short. Those tracks, to me, seem to be in the same spirit of the 60s, jazzy, loungy, exotica-y type music. And uh, I feel uh, it complements some of the elements uh, of exotica music. Okay, as promised, I've convinced the shadowy figure behind the Quiet Village podcast's Digitiki to submit to a battery of hard-hitting questions. It's Exotica 60 Minutes. Tick, 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 tick. Well, actually, Digitiki has kindly agreed to answer some questions I have about collecting exotica music. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Digitiki, to your own podcast. Welcome to my own podcast. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> uh, and thank you. I'd once, once again like to say thank you for this opportunity to subject people to my will. No problem. You have taken control of the Quiet Village, and we are in your powers. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay, so first off, uh, I guess my first question is, how did you get into this genre of music? Um, well, first of all, I want to say it's kind of odd being interviewed on my own podcast. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So nobody's ever asked me these questions before. Um, how did I first get into Exotica? Um, you want my how I got into it or my first exposure to it? Um, your first exposure and then how you realized, I guess, that you liked Exotica music. Well, actually, that would go along with my first exposure. I was five years old, believe it or not, and my mother had Arthur Lyman's Bahia record. Oh, yeah. And, you know, being a five-year-old boy, I was into everything. I got the record. The record cover was very cool because uh-huh. it had the moonlight yeah, and the yeah, little yeah. village. And so I, I put it on the record player, and the first track started out with bird calls. And, you know, when you're a kid like that, it's like, wow, that's really cool. So my first exposure, and I was hooked. I played that entire record constantly as a kid. So my mother was into it, and apparently I found her stash of Exotica <laughs> and got into it. So Wow, that's great. Wow, really and cool. And believe it or not, I still have that LP, <laughs> the original LP. Wow, yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Okay, so uh, my next question is, um, well, I find this podcast to be a goldmine of information. I mean, there's so much stuff. Um, and listening to the various episodes, I've been turned on to so many artists like Gene Rains, Cal Jader, Haunani Kahaliwai, and uh, Lisa Ono. Yeah, say that name ten times fast. <laughs> Haunani Kahaliwai. I can't. I can barely say it one time slow. <laughs> um, okay, so... So my question is, uh, how do you find out about music from this genre that you haven't heard before? Well, oh God, that's a good question because uh, it's a very expensive process, (laughs) I can tell you that. Um, It's been an odd process. For me, um, I found a a web radio station where somebody was playing Exotica on uh, Live 365, and I don't know if the station is still on there um but i would just have that on at work oh uh-huh. um 
and I would just listen all day to this streaming exotica. And it got to the point where I wasn't paying any attention to what I was supposed to be doing. I was listening to the music going, I've never heard that before. What is that? And I was writing down all the <laughs> names of the artists and the names of the songs. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it became very expensive because it was just like, I got to find this record and scouring records. But then, you know, I, I found a lot of what I originally had set out to find Mm -hmm. from listening to to, uh, being exposed to that radio station, which I'm really, really grateful because that exposed me to a lot of artists that I actually went out and found the album. And of course, Mm. the whole albums are usually really interesting too, not just the one track. So Mm -hmm. I did that. And then the other thing too, and and I'm sure those of you out there who are LP collectors, you just go to used places or you go to thrift stores. Uh-huh. I mean, um, not thrift stores, but you, know, you do that too, but you go yeah. to uh, uh, oh. swap meets oh, yeah. and you just start flipping through. And sometimes I'll buy a record just for the cover. I'll look at that and it's got a jungly looking cover. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's a cool cover and I'll buy it and I'll bring it home. Half of the time the album stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that rare gym where you get the mm. album covers really cool and the songs are really cool too okay okay well that sort of leads into my last question which is um you know i know listeners out there have been lamenting the fact that you play tunes that are extremely difficult to find um do you have any helpful tips on locating music no (laughs) (laughs) no it's difficult i mean you just have to scour through uh, used record bins and 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 swap meets and mm. of course eBay. I mean, oh, let's yeah. let's face it, eBay's the nine hundred pound gorilla. Yeah. Everything that ever existed is on eBay <laughs> at some point. Uh-huh. But I, I have noticed in the last year or two, a lot of exotica is just not showing up there anymore. So mm. e- either it's becoming more scarce, or people have it and they're just not selling it but i i've noticed that um it's becoming a little more difficult to find at mm-hmm. least on ebay mm-hmm. oh mm. okay well uh okay well thank you very much for those uh hopeful hints <laughs> <laughs> all right wow. cool. okay well there you have it folks straight from the tinky's mouth Oh, and uh, Digitinky has authorized me to request that listeners send in brief accounts of how they got turned on to Exotica in related genres, and he promises he'll read your responses during upcoming podcasts. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would actually be fun, because everybody's got a little different story. I mean, uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Chenault, he got into it through punk, if you can even imagine. Oh, oh yeah. Punk, yeah. rock, and Exotica mm-hmm. going together, but you know. That's how he got into it, because a punk artist was playing Martin Denny as the exit music after a concert. Oh, yeah. And he was like, who the heck is that? <laughs> well, very, very cool. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Digitiki. You're welcome, Eric October. <laughs> okay, now now I'm going to turn the tables on you. How did you get involved in Exotica? Or oh. not involved, I mean, oh. how did you get introduced to or, or get into exotica uh well i i guess exotica music goes hand in hand with tinky and yeah. tinky art and i've been very into tinky art lately um i had a friend um brad parker uh tinky shark tinky as shark. you may know him by his tinky name uh he got me into doing tinky art and you know just sort of once you start exploring 
you know, one aspect of Tinky, you know, at least for me, I just wanted to find out, you know, how many things are out there and stuff, you know, going to Tinky bars and Tinky restaurants that were still around um, and listening to the music of Tinky, you know, Exotica. So, uh, so it just, it just sort of, I guess, blossomed from there. But I guess it actually was always there. I mean, just this whole, my whole, I guess, theme of this podcast was, you know, this kind of music is kind of out there already, you know, like the Bugs Bunny cartoons, Tinky Rooms, like people, people have been hearing it and, you know, maybe not been aware of it, but for me, it was like that one Tinky, you know, switch flipped and like everything Tinky just all of a sudden lit up and connected. And I was like, yeah, Tinky, Tinky, Exotica, Exotica, well, Tinky bars. And, and, and again, to turn the tables back on you to focus more on you, you're you're quite um, an accomplished artist, and you've been doing a lot of tiki art lately. Yes. A lot of nice, fantastic paintings and 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 uh, the sketches for the Quiet Village. In fact, oh, yeah. you did the the Quiet Village cover art for the um, the Rumpus Room podcast. Uh, yes, yes, and, as and well as for this one. Yeah, the one for this one, which actually uh, just I guess incorporates a theme of invasion of the quiet village and it's got godzilla on it because i like godzilla you you've invaded the quiet village and taken over exactly um and and i want to encourage everybody to definitely go to uh, eric's website when you can do it by clicking on the uh the uh the link in the artwork viewer and uh, you can see a lot of his art i mean he's he's done recently started doing plush toy tikis yeah yeah that's actually been sort of an obsession of mine lately um tinky plush tinky dolls um a couple of different styles i i just came up with a uh, plush tinky bob actually and it's been very well received actually yes yes everybody really likes the tiki bob and those of you who who were not familiar tiki bobs was an old restaurant a tiki restaurant in san francisco and they were basically the first restaurant and bar to have a logo tiki yeah yes and it's a very interesting looking tiki mug (laughs) and that was on all of their artwork and their menus and everything and of course the restaurant's been closed for gosh i don't know yeah uh decades yeah but the actual tiki bob tiki is still there it's um i think it's a bakery right now yeah the actual tiki's out front yeah it's out front and it's been painted you know a multitude of different colors i don't know what color it is now but it's in front of a bakery yeah it's a very distinct looking tiki and your (laughs) plush tiki toy is really cool yeah yeah I i was really pleased with the way uh the way it turned out and uh other other people are too well yeah and not just that i mean your paintings you've got some paintings that are you know a lot of very they have a lot of character in them and then you and i also did a 50th anniversary poster for tonga hut oh he's jabbered on uh, enough about me so um let's get back to the exotica this is a track from a live performance by the Tinkiaki Orchestra from their Lodge Night appearance at the Mayflower Club in North Hollywood in May of 2009.
Jim Bakke on the guitar, Gary Brandon on the steel. Okay, that was Last Days of Summer, a blue Hawaiian song performed by the Tinkiaki Orchestra. It was an ultra-rare track, and you may be wondering how I got my hot little hands on it. I actually know members of the Tinkiaki Orchestra pretty well. In fact, I was commissioned by the El Maestro, Jim Baki, to create new outfits uh, for the band that tie in to the look of the new album. The album artwork features an awesome carved tinky drum, and this element was incorporated into the design of the new outfits. So you can see how it was no problem for me worming this track out of them. Okay, Digitiki's Mai Tai is all melted away. Actually, I took a couple of big sips when he wasn't looking. So um, we come to the end of this edition of The Quiet Village. And um, I, oh, I would like to remind you, you can go to The Quiet Village at any time <laughs> simply by going to Digitiki. You're doing really great. Keep going. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what I've heard you say the countless times I've well, played a- the podcast. Well, after all those Mai Tais, I forgive you. Oh, thanks. So anyway, you can go to the Quiet Village at any time by going to digitiki.com um, and click, uh, clicking on the podcast uh, button. And you can find out about the track listing on this episode and any other Quiet Village episode uh, on the, the website as well. And there's a bunch of cool links and cool stuff like that. As well as links to your Ooh, that's stuff. right. So definitely go to digitiki.com. Um, so, uh, so that's it. I guess I would like to close with uh, another Martin Denny song. This is Sukiyaki from the album Hawaiian Touch. Aloha. Oh, aloha. And mahalo, Digitiki. <laughs> mahalo back at you.